Yogananda said that all of life is for our entertainment and education. Then he said, how few are either entertained or educated. <laughs> so how do we get educated? The law of karma. It's our teacher. So think of the difficulty of Divine Mother. She's got, on this planet alone, more than 8 billion people. And she's got to devise a lesson plan for every one of them every day and every hour. That's a lot of work. And this little mud ball is just one of billions and billions and billions of places. In fact, there's life everywhere. Master said, even in the middle of a star, in the middle of the sun, there's conscious life. And so all of the world is, all of the universe is consciousness. Well, how do you devise a lesson plan that's individualized for every individual? The law of karma. You let them teach themselves. <laughs> so whatever we do, every thought, every emotion, every reaction, every action, everything that, that has any consciousness to it sends out a pulse that goes out like a, like a sound wave. Now, Master said that even thoughts are like electricity. They have, uh, they have power to them. And so a thought, and then especially action and repetitive thoughts and repetitive actions, they send out pulses of electricity. Let's think of them now for like sound waves. So that sound wave goes back and the echo is going to return to us. Exactly the sound wave that we sent back, the echo will return. But due to the cross, uh, the thwarting cross currents of ego, it won't be so easy as we heard in these examples to understand the lessons that come back to us. And in fact, Divine Mother is enjoying this drama and so she delays the whole aspect of us learning. Yogananda said that we tend to incarnate on different planets because otherwise we'd catch on too quickly. Seems a little unfair to me, doesn't it, <laughs> to you? But anyway, that's the way it is. So the, the karmic uh, echoes are constantly coming back. Think of each each thing that we do is we, we have an IOU to the universe, and that IOU is going to return to us. And so in many cases, especially for those who are living relatively noble life like, like those sitting here, um, the, the, the energy that we put out is largely benevolent, largely good. And so we're going to get back largely nice things happening to us, good things happening to us. But if we don't put out good energy or haven't in the past, then we'll get back a lesson plan that will help us learn. And that lesson plan, as I say, will come back a little bit obscure. So just as an example, let's say, Master said, by the way, that our karmic patterns especially as we have them each day, is a combination of tendencies from past lives. 
plus the way that we have led this life in particular. And so those two added together will bring to us our daily, hourly lesson plan. So coming back to uh, law of karma, let's say that in past lives, you had a tendency to lie and to cheat. And in this lifetime, you had that same tendency so that when you were young, you were a used car salesman who tended to exaggerate the qualities of the cars that you were selling. But then you, now you've reformed and you've given up that kind of behavior and now you're going along leading your life. And so how is that karma going to come back? Well, somehow the karma of distorting the truth in order to, for, to gain money and it's going to come back to you. And so one day the phone is going to ring and maybe the phone rings for a lot of people, but they don't have that same karma. But the phone will ring and you'll pick it up and you'll hear a message that your car warranty is about to expire. <laughs> And you need to call a number and give them your credit card and banking information. <laughs> well, if you don't have the karma of that kind of behavior, you just say, oh, what nonsense. But if you do, you say, now, I don't want my car warranty to expire. I better, I better jump on this and call them up. And sure enough, you'll get swindled. Gradually over time, enough things happen that you begin to see that you need to change certain behaviors. Now, the clarity to be able to see that actually takes quite a long time coming. So how do we begin to get clarity on what are our lessons? Well, first of all, Look at those repetitive things that keep happening to you. Because the chronic things that, that recur again and again, those difficulties, mean that the universe is trying to get your attention and trying to teach you something. And so when those repetitive things come, now the first tendency of those who um, tend to be more obscure, less uh, educatable, is that they reject the lesson plan. They say, that's unfair. That doesn't belong to me. So that's why coupled with gratitude, as we heard, we should be grateful for everything that comes to us because that gratitude or acceptance is the first step in learning and changing that behavior. And so with, added, with uh, affirmations, I wrote an affirmation on gratitude many years ago because most of us don't like the things that seem unpleasant. And so uh, uh, attitudes can be helped by having affirmations. And so I wrote this affirmation, I am grateful for my life exactly as it is. I am thankful for this day. I welcome every hour. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So if you find yourself with a tendency to push back and reject and be upset, 
because things happen to you that you don't like, then the first step is that you have to accept them. Either you accept them by some wisdom coming, you accept them because you're affirming that you should accept them. Somehow you have to accept that this lesson plan is in fact not only yours, but you were the, the person who wrote this lesson plan for yourself, from your higher self. So that lesson plan comes, your karma comes. Now, what's the next step? If, if you accept it, if you say, okay, I've got to work on this, then it's like you've opened the, the door to the next step. If you don't, if you don't accept it and you don't want to work on it, it will just keep coming again and that same echo will come again and again and again and again with increasing force until finally you're forced to deal with it. But you won't like it and you may not learn much from it. So we who are trying to expand our consciousness, our whole life is dedicated, one might say, to trying to learn how to deal with life better and especially how to um, move toward God. So how do we deal with, um, uh, how do we begin to change? Well, as I say, first, we've got some wonderful tools. We've got gratitude, we've got affirmation, we have attitudes. Yogananda said that, for instance, success if you don't have success, whether you're successful in this life or not, is going to be dependent on your thinking in the past life and your success thoughts in this life. So if you find yourself always not able to do something or failing, you have to work on producing success thoughts. Our karma, our actions, our behavior, is going to follow the thoughts that we have. And so if we want to change our karma, don't change, don't think that we can change it by changing the circumstances. Most people want to fix bad karma by changing the people who happen to be in the scene during the time the bad karma arrives. The boss is a terrible guy, so let's Let's strike against the boss or whatever, you get the idea. That's the, the way to change our karma is to change that consciousness within us that is producing those echoes. And so if in this case, the karma is such that we have thoughts that we can't do something, we have to work on success consciousness. And if we can convince ourselves that we can do something, then indeed the energy gets released and we will do that. For us, we have to convince ourselves that we can find God. Because if we think that, no, I can't find God, every time we try that shot, it's gonna fail. So we have to work on our attitudes, we have to work on our energy, because the energy that goes out, remember, is what we're going to get back. And so gradually, we have to 
uh, change our thoughts. So we have, we've got affirmation, we've got good company, we've got uh, visualizations as was here, but we've got one more thing that is more powerful than anything, and that's the guru. See, God has come to us manifested in the form of the guru to help us with these lessons. If we want to be in tune with proper behavior in the world, then what better way to do that than trying to be in tune with somebody who is a perfect model of proper behavior? And if we attune our consciousness to that of the guru, then the guru can come and he can help us. If we don't, he'll just, he'll, he'll wait. Or, or, I mean, out of the whole ridge here, 6,000 people, there are only 150, 200 who are trying to open themselves to Yogananda and the grace of Yogananda. For the rest, Yogananda just lets them go about their business. But for us, we're trying to attune ourselves. And so he will truly help us in that task. Dr. Peter had a beautiful dream that illustrates this. One time in the dream, he was walking along uh, a beach and there was a huge tarry black mound. And he realized that that was his karma and he had to get rid of it. And he had a little plastic pail and a little plastic shovel that you have as kids playing on the beach. And so he went and he took him a long time with this plastic shovel to break off even a tiny little chunk of this. And he got it in the bucket and gradually got some. And then he had to go and dump it and get rid of this mound of karma. Went back and he heard this kind of noise from the backside. And he wondered, what is that? And he went around to the back and there was Yogananda with this huge smile on his face and he was on a skip loader and he was just taking huge chunks of that karma out, out of the back end, the back side of the pile. And so Yogananda is free from karma because karma, he isn't free from action. And he isn't free from the sending out of the energy, but the karma returns and it has to affect the ego that sent it out. Because Yogananda doesn't have any ego, that karma is still coming back. Being a master, naturally all of the karma that comes back is good karma. That kind of flows around him to the disciples who are trying to be in tune. So, so the grace of his life is available and he's freely offering it to us to help us overcome our delusion. That's his job. He manifested to help us um, with this education and entertainment business that we're involved in. And so he's helping us um, to, to understand what the next steps for each of us are. That, so that we've got all of these tools, but the biggest tool of all is the power of meditation. Because 
we're constantly sending out energy and that energy is like seeds that are going to grow. But in meditation, as we did with the fire ceremony, we take the seeds of rice and we burn them in the fire and they can't produce more karma. In meditation, we withdraw the life force and we send the life force up to the spiritual eye. The movement, especially with Kriya, of that life force because the tendencies, the seeds reside in the subtle spine. Every breath of Kriya, every meditation, every good thought sends up a movement of life force in a positive direction and it loosens and takes some of those seeds or those tendencies and it brings them up into the spiritual eye where they're where they're burned up and, and, and they don't come back to bother us. So you have a few decades on the spiritual path with daily meditations and daily Kriya. And by the time a lifetime ends, there are many people sitting in this room who've probably done two, three million Kriya breaths, something like that. Well, each one of those has released some, some seeds of karma and burnt them up. And so the result is that you don't necessarily notice that, oh, I don't have any karma anymore. It doesn't work that way. But because you're free from the freer, from those thwarting cross currents, the inward guidance of God and Guru are able to direct your life more completely. Open your heart to me and I will enter and take charge of your life. Every thing that we do that actually manifests that, God and Guru come in and they take charge of our life. And then it isn't like it's clear and obvious, it just is in the background. Then when the phone rings and it's the car warranty, the inward guidance says, don't get involved with that, hang up. And we do. And so over and over and over again, that same paradigm, the more we get in tune with the guru, the more we act in harmony and in accordance with the laws of the universe, the more we do that, the freer we become, and we eventually even out all of our karma. But more importantly, over time, we disconnect from the egoic pole that all of that karma is tied to. And when that happens, then we too will be able to help others overcome their karma. But it's a beautiful adventure. God bless you.